<laughs> the commitment that it took to get this one little item all across the country into my loving hands was... And you expect to know how to be that person or the person that you've built up in your mind. Don't think where you are now is holding you back from where you can be. You're going to get there and you're going to be like, well, damn. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the Huga Girls podcast. Happy Monday. Happy spooky season. Hope you guys are doing amazing and happy to be back after a little unintentional hiatus, let me say. Yeah, we missed you. It was very weird doing a solo episode last week, but I will plug myself. If you haven't listened, like Emma, go listen to that episode. I know. I told Maddie, I said, I haven't listened to your solo episode, and I'm usually on that. Like, She's on I top of it, I usually always. listen to yeah. our episodes back, but I always, like, in the rare chance you do a solo or something, I'm like, play on my car ride, whatever, and I just, I it, it foregone my memory. Is, is that yeah. how you say it? Foregone? But for, it for has, no, yeah, it's it for, has it has forgotten. I don't know the past tense of that, but yes, I I understand. And we are happy. let's all go listen. Yes, we're happy to have you back. But if you didn't you. listen to last week's episode, go listen. But this week's episode will be better because it's double the fun. Double the fun, Emma and Maddie. And speaking of fun, what? and What's double up? the fun, there's one of us in Charleston right now. But come Friday. There's a little double the fun action. Manny is coming to Charleston. Yes. Actually, when you guys are listening to this episode, I will actively be in Charleston. Crazy. That's so true. That it's a crazy thing to think about. The the real time, it's it's Wednesday right now when we're recording. So Manny's gonna be here on Friday and she's gonna spend the night at my new apartment that doesn't have any roommate issues and we're gonna get to spend some time together. So yeah. Very excited. When's the last time we saw each other? I don't really know. Um I honestly could not tell you. I think I don't think we saw each other. Yeah, I think we saw each other in May. Yeah, I think it was. Like, before my birth. You haven't seen my 23-year-old son. I have not seen you as a 23-year-old. And I haven't seen your mug since you've been 23. Oh, my gosh, guys. The mug. (laughs) The sisterhood of the traveling mug. There is... Maddie, would you like to share or would you like me to share? Uh, I think think it's your right. I think it's your right. Okay, I'll share. I'll share. (laughs) So... Basically, you guys, I ordered this mug Basically. off of I ordered this mug off of Etsy and it is like super cute. We'll post a picture of it on the story, but essentially it's like kind of this stone looking mug with a not a saucer, but something underneath it. Um, very trendy. Very trendy, very cute, and I ordered it off of Etsy. And I since Emma and I are, you know, long distance friends, I sent it to her apartment to be delivered before her birthday with like a cute little card. I thought it'd be fine, but to be like just specific here, I sent it from Etsy. So I never received it. And I get a knock on my door one day and I look down and there's a package and I'm like, that's interesting. I didn't order anything. It was Emma's mug. And I was like, you, huh. you robbed your own gift. Yeah. I was like, okay, which I guess they mixed up the billing and shipping address. I don't really know what happened, but I was like, that's fine. I'll um, send it to you or I'll just bring it when I come home. And I realized I wasn't coming home for a while, but I was meeting my mom that next weekend in Indiana. And for those of you who don't know, my parents live in Charleston. So I was like, awesome. I'll just give the mug to my mom. My mom will give the mug to Emma. Mom will deliver it to me. Yeah, we'll be fine and dandy. All is good. So I bring the mug that came from some mystical, mysterious place of Etsy that then went to Denver, Colorado to my old apartment. 
and then went to the middle of nowhere, Indiana. My mom then yes. carried it back on the plane with her to Charleston, to Daniel Island, where Emma now lives. And she just never gave it to Emma. She was busy. I don't know what was happening. So then my parents moved, and they moved to, I guess you could say, like a suburb of Charleston. They moved 45 yep. minutes away, and the mug So the moved mug has gone farther. The yes. mug has gone farther. So then... <laughs> Then my mom, this is, this is all taking place over the span of months. Emma's birthday was in May. We are talking October now. Okay. So (laughs) then my mom goes up to outside of Columbia, South Carolina, where Emma's family lives. And I was like, bring the mug up with you because I knew she was going to be seeing Emma. So she brings the mug up to Columbia and gives Emma the mug. And the mug then travels from Columbia back to Daniel Island where it originally was given to i have to tell you i didn't even get the mug in columbia i didn't get it until charleston because i think i think i i don't think you even know this i had left at that point so then my mom had to take it and when they came to move me in that is when i saw (laughs) the mug so i literally didn't see it until i moved into my new apartment in the beginning of october it literally was five months later. I ordered this mug, you guys, in April. So six months. It was six months and after it's I ordered really it. And it's really cute, but, like, it's a mug. And it's, it's just so mug. funny. Like, it's adorable, but, like, it's a mug. So it's just funny. Like, the literal, like, <laughs> the commitment that it took to get this one little item all across the country into my loving hands was was really a commitment. And like, then the icing on top of the cake is that today is Prime Day when we were recording this. And I ordered this mug from, like, you know, <laughs> small business on Etsy, like, Probably paid too much for it, but I was like, you know what? It's fine. I'm supporting a small business. Support I think it's really business. cute. You know, it's fine. Y'all, this mug is on sale, and it can be delivered tomorrow on Amazon Prime for $15. So after yeah, all that... was that, an unfortunate screenshot that you sent me today. That, she was, was like, like, the damn mug is on sale. <laughs> the mug's on like, Amazon. I was like, you're no. joking. And I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that the mug that I got from Etsy is better quality than the Amazon mug. It's just going to help me 100%. sleep better at night. Um, but yeah, there's there's the story of the mug. I don't even know how it got It's so funny topic. because it was almost like, you're like, this is from a small business. Like, this was handmade. Like, there's nothing like it. I have to get it to Emma. And you could have literally gone on Amazon. I could have gone but... on Amazon. But, you know, I hate 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 to see it happen, but I love my mug. It's sitting on my counter. Like, it's so cute that it, most mugs go in the cabinet. This is sitting on my counter. It's adorable. It's slaying. So, thank you. Happy. And I love presents, so I loved getting something in October because I have no holidays to celebrate. Yeah, it was a little housewarming, if you early will. Yeah, it was, it was perfect housewarming for my new apartment. And so excited. Thank you. And... It's almost my half birthday, so happy half birthday. Yes, happy half birthday, (laughs) happy housewarming. And now I'm excited because now I get to see the mug on Friday when I come visit. But I haven't seen it. You can finally get your eyes on it. Have you seen it? No, so I saw it. Well, that's a lie. I sent my mom with the. Oh, you saw it in Denver? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I didn't. I opened it and I didn't take it out because I was like, oh, it's in a box and I'll just send Emma the box. So then I brought so the box funny. to Indiana, and my mom was like, I can't fit that entire box in my carry-on luggage. Sorry, it's got to go. I just hit the lick in the box. Yeah, and so she just <laughs> takes the mug, the two-piece mug, out of the box and puts it in her carry-on. So I did see it, but I haven't seen it out of the box because that's something that she did. And, yes, and yeah, you've been I, missing I haven't it. held it's been the so mug, long. you know? 
Yeah. You haven't really, like, maybe we'll make some frothy coffee or something. Maybe just really we should. That baby Honestly. <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. Maybe I should Amazon Prime the mug and bring it with me and we could have dual mugs. I'd get it tomorrow. And we can compare the quality. We could compare the quality. That would actually be really interesting to be like, which one's better? But what if the Amazon one wins? Yeah, we're probably going to cry. Yeah, we're not going to do that because I would be really upset. But enough about the mug. Anyways, thank you guys for (laughs) tuning in to the Hooga Girls podcast. We're so excited. If you cannot tell to be back together and we're going to kick it off as we always do with a no show, all tell item. So Emma, the long awaited no show, all tell because we didn't do one last week. So give us your item. We did it. My no-show all-tell, I've been really holding out for this because mine is on fire. My item, my no-show all-tell item is currently on fire. Is she a candle? And and I was waiting for you to get to the segment because she's been burning. It is a candle, but not just a candle. She is a fall-themed candle, (gasps) which is a huge moment for me. But it's actually so cute. I'm holding it up. Again, it'll always be on our Instagram story. And if the story's expired, you can check it in our highlights. But it's a candle that says spooky season. It's orange. And then it has a little black decal that has some ghosts and pumpkins and a little spooky tree on it. And if you listen to any of our episodes before, you know that I have a hard time. She's a fall hater. (laughs) I have a hard time with fall. And I think it's just because I love summer so much. But I do have to say in, in... relation with the fall candle i am trying to lean into the spirit of fall and i really have been enjoying not walking out and sweating my ass off every single time that i am outdoors it's been a nice crisp in the air and i haven't been mad about it so i'm excited for you maybe this is my this is my fall season i love my fall candle and i thought you'd be proud of me i am proud of you however i have a qualm smells really good oh good what okay So you've heard this about me before. I have this theory. There are fall girls and then there are Halloween girls. And that's not a fall candle. That's like a spooky season Halloween candle. Oh, you know, know? that is, I didn't even think about that. I do have a pumpkin. If you see beside me, I also got a pumpkin for my room. The pumpkin. pumpkin, But is that getting Halloween? Is it a jack-o'-lantern or is it a pumpkin? Because a pumpkin's even fall. No, it's just a pumpkin. It's a glass pumpkin. That's fall. Yeah, because I think You're right there. There are Halloween girls and fall girls yep and i am a fall girl i'm not a halloween girl i mean i don't mind halloween but i'm not like a halloween enthusiast you know it does say spooky season and does have some ghosts and I like an halloween. halloween stuff yep it is giving halloween however that's gonna fit into the theme of the season in my regard yeah but you're right though i i am excited for halloween but i'm like a dress up like one night kind of person and then okay. I don't like I have a Halloween like girls event which I'm definitely gonna dress up for and like That'll have be fun cute. but like I don't have like I'm not gonna like go to a party city I don't know if anyone our age still does that but I feel like people do like people do go to part like oh, go yeah. to party city and find like the full set of outfit but I I like to I like to feel cute like I feel like my Halloween vibe matches my like normal going out vibe which is yeah. like like a you know a little cute just like I want to feel pretty if it's Halloween I'll make it like themed pretty but. Yeah. I don't so, feel like too, too extreme. But I like that. I think parties are fun. Yes, I would agree. Blow out I feel like I'm going to... Okay, good. No no fire hazards <laughs> here. No fire Um, I, <laughs> for whatever reason, I know I'm going to get hate for saying this. Um, I'm not going to dress up this year. 
I'm not. I wow. interned she's my... She's too cool, guys. I'm she's too cool. too cool. No, I literally feel... This is so funny, but you know what I'm excited about for Halloween? This is the first year that I've lived in a house in a neighborhood, and I'm going to have trick-or-treaters. And oh, I am so wait. freaking excited. That's so I, cute. Like, we have a little fire pit out in front of our house that's built in, and I am so excited because we're just going to sit by the fire pit and hand out our Halloween candy and see all the little tots running around in their cute little costumes. And I, I will be a Halloween enthusiast. I will not be dressed up. I'll probably be wearing, like, you know, my Uggs, some jeans, and a cute little fall sweater. Um, I might even have a glass of red wine with me. We'll see. We'll see where the night leads me. But I feel like it's giving suburban mom. Um, and I'm actually oh, it not mad about definitely it. definitely is. Yeah. I feel like you have... You as in everyone, we have this interpretation of like, oh, that, you know, when people are 30 act this way or moms act this way and then you become 30 or you become a mom or whatever and we haven't gotten there and then you're like, wait, like that checks out. And I even being a couple years post-grad, like a year or two, I kind of lean in more to like, oh, like once it's midnight, I'm going to go home. Like I don't need to close out the bar Monday through Sunday. So. Yes. So, Emma, you're kind of leaning into this week's episode. Like, I, I am. So, but I have to do my neutral hotel. And then, oh we'll my gosh, yes. Yeah, so, we'll circle back. Let, let me hear yours. Yeah, we were trying to transition too quickly. Um, My neutral hotel, <laughs> I actually it had a cameo in last week's episode, but I didn't post it anywhere. I just like briefly what? mentioned it. Yes, it was a little, I snuck her in there. And I don't know, is, I didn't listen. I know. <laughs> That's true. Um, I'm gonna the, lose what I promise. Okay, thank you, thank you. It's the Wellita. Well, Wellita. Uh, that sounds like not English. W e l e d a skin food original ultra rich repair cream or not repair cream ultra rich cream. And Katrina got me on this. One of my best friends for all of our new listeners. And it says on the back, a little goes a long way. Apply as needed wherever and whenever your skin needs extra moisture, especially on rough, rough, dry areas like hands, feet, and elbows. I, I love your this. commercial voice. Yes, that's my commercial voice. Um, I apply this all over my face because Denver is so freaking dry, you guys. And what I love about this specifically is you can go on clearstem.com or clearstemskincare.com And essentially, this is like a skincare brand that is supposed to not have anything, you know, that's bad for you in it. So it's not going to have anything that's a toxin. It's not going to have anything that's pore clogging. And if you guys want to follow them on Instagram, you definitely should. Their products are phenomenal. Like, the best thing ever. However, however, they are pricey. They are super, super, super pricey. But they have this clear stem skincare, I guess, like calculator, I guess, if you will, on the website. And you can go and you can copy paste the ingredients in and it'll highlight in red the things that are bad for you or the things that are pore clogging. And I kid you not, every single skincare brand out there that I have typed into this skin calculator has popped something up. Like, I'm talking all the good ones, like Drunk Elephant, First Aid Beauty, like all the things that like... You're like, this is a I bet that's their goal of brand. doing that though. It's because you're going to test the good brands well, so and they're going to the expose them. Except, which is great, it's good marketing. However, I was like, I'm tired of paying so much money for a moisturizer that has to be a cheaper alternative. This bad boy. 
she is. Oh, that's the cheaper one. one. This is the cheaper one. I think she's like oh, $9.99 I thought you had the maybe. expensive one. No, no, no. Wow. No, okay. I think that I put these ingredients on the skincare calculator for this other brand that like essentially highlights the things that are bad for you. I think she's $9.99. Got her off of Amazon. They sell her at Target. She's drugstore. It is phenomenal. It has the best scent ever. She and is I... drugstore. Yes, she she is drugstore. Just go, she's drugstore. I'm like, she is drugstore. <laughs> but it smells so good. I think it's like essential oils. I'll have to go back to the ingredients list that I, you know, compared. But it smells phenomenal. It's really thick. It kind of, Emma, you would like this. Uh, it's very mucusy. You know you love your snail mucus. <laughs> I said mucus one time and you never live it down, do you? I, I was, it was about my, um, what was it, my chlorophyll drops that I used yes. as my no show all tell. I said it was mucusy. And yes. it is. You know what I mean? It's yes. like a certain consistency. I, I, I do because this is also mucusy in the best okay. way possible. And it kind of feels like snail mucin mixed with aquaphor. And then you put oh, some like amazing. fresh like spearmint or eucalyptus or something in it. And it is fantastic and it's just like a tiny little squeeze bottle i'm squeezing a little bit on my some on friday i'll give you some you will love it it's the best experience ever let me just put it on live she's doing a live tutorial oh my gosh but it is like luxurious i love it it makes me so happy i just do it at night um but i need like this thing in a giant tub i'm gonna get off my soapbox now it really is a great product but like i put it everywhere heels elbows yeah face everywhere so that's my initial I'll tell I hope that you've gained something I, from it thank you so much I'm excited to try yes I'll and let you again, try like, fully not sponsored I feel like we just rave on about brands because we seriously love them so we I do. appreciate finding things that work especially I know Denver's a lot colder than Charleston but everywhere gets cold pretty much so it's that's a great like fall winter product it's so. also made in Germany it's also international <laughs> so We're we, going, we you know, support international uh, small businesses we do that are found in Target. <laughs> International commer- large commercial small yes. businesses. <laughs> anyway. I feel like literally everything is made not in America. Like, yeah, come on, that, America's pretty. Accurate. America needs to do better. So I mean, with America, even if they made the best product ever, okay, and they get the most recognition for it, they get a gold star. They get. The plaque of all plaques, they get... The Nobel what, Peace what Prize. What would you call it? Not the Nobel Peace oh, Prize. Oh, yeah. Like they, get, some, they got everything. The Nobel Peace Prize. Uh, might as well. <laughs> they, they have everything. They still would wake up the next morning, and they would be sad. And why is that? That sounds like something I know as the arrival fallacy, Maddie. And do you know what the arrival fallacy is? You know... I do know what the arrival fallacy is, and that is a psychological concept that pertains to the belief that once a particular goal or event is achieved, it'll bring unending happiness and fulfillment. It's kind of like the psychological, I guess, interpretation of the grass is always greener. That's so true, because sometimes you have a goal, you work towards that goal, you get the goal, and then immediately what you think is going to bring you the most satisfaction ever, I also love this transition for us, you think it's going to bring you the most satisfaction ever, and then you just all of a sudden start over the cycle of feeling unfulfilled, and it and it sucks, and I feel like, especially, you know, we're in a post-grad era now, and we will be for the rest of our lives, like, we'll always be post-grad at this point, but you're just always working towards something, and it's great to have goals, but it's also 
like what about the what about the low after the high because eventually you get your raise that you want or you get the job that you want or you get the person and the new relationship that you want and then it's like okay and then what like what happens when when the crash comes and we wanted to talk about the arrival fallacy maddie Maddie brought this concept to me i hadn't heard it termed this way but i feel like it's a good thing to talk about because i i i wasn't familiar with this concept but it's something we all experience in like a sneaky way for sure it is it's it's very sneaky and i also i have to take a second and pat us on the back for that transition if there's one thing the hoogie girls love it is a good transition so a good transition we love a good transition so apologize we apologize if you cringe but also no we'll always do it and (laughs) yes and i the reason i was thinking about the arrival fallacy is honestly one of my best friends Soph. She's also been on the podcast, I think, two or three times at this point, which is crazy. We've been doing the podcast for a while. Um, she has this thing that she calls concert, concert syndrome, where she doesn't get excited for things until she's there. And it's almost the opposite of the arrival fallacy, which is why I was thinking about it, because she's always talking about, like, her wedding day, for example, or a concert that she went to, or, like, a big trip that's coming up. She's like, oh, yeah, it's great. Like, I'm, I'm excited. It's fine. But, like, it doesn't really hit her until it's there, and then she gets really excited. Versus the arrival fallacy is you're constantly excited for the next thing, and then once that thing hits, unlike Soph with her concert syndrome, you aren't happy. You're just kind of like, oh, that's it? And then it cycles over and over and over again. So, like Emma was saying, it can be with your job. It can be with your relationship. It can be with a certain number of Instagram followers, or it could be a certain number of, you know, zeros in your bank account, whatever you want to apply it to, everyone arrives, no pun intended, at this arrival fallacy at some point in their life, if not at multiple times in their life. And Emma and I aren't coming on here to say like, these are X, Y, Z ways to fix it. We wanted to come on and talk about it, because especially like Emma was saying in this post-grad area of life, I feel like it's so, so, so common where you expect to, like we've talked about on the podcast before, you expect to arrive at a certain point in your life, whether that be your first job, your first serious relationship, you know, your first baby, whatever it is, and you expect to know how to be that person or the person that you've built up in your mind or even... Take fall, for example. We'll dumb it down really, really low. Am I your favorite season? We know. We love fall. I'm someone who I love fall fashion. Like, absolutely love it. And I'm so excited going into fall to be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to wear the cutest outfits. It's going to be so fun. It's going to be so great. And then fall comes and I buy all the outfits that I want to buy. And I go through my closet and I piece things together and I put it on and I'm kind of like, Oh, I don't feel as cute as I thought. This is it? Yeah, Yeah, like, I don't feel as folly. I don't feel as in the fall spirit because it's still 75 degrees outside. And, like, I don't love the way that I look in this or whatever it may be. And it's really interesting because there actually was a um, study that came out that said 80% of Olympians, once they receive the gold medal, the next day report depressive symptoms, which is absolutely insane to me it's like you're working your entire career for this one medal the plaque of all plaques if you literally it is and yeah and you get it and the next day you're depressed like does that mean that something's wrong with you like why would that happen and it's just basic human psychology yeah and i relating back to soph your friend 
I am not her and I feel like most people aren't her because I am definitely someone who lives in a rival fallacy and as someone's like I'm excited for something like the anticipation I is is greater for me than like how it feels when it happens and definitely after too and and this is a very hot take but like even Taylor Swift I was so excited for it to happen and then I was there and I had a hard time not being upset because I'm like it's gonna be over like I'm here right now and I was already thinking about an ending and I was like dang like I've, I've been so excited for this concert and now that I'm here it's like okay I'm so happy that it's happening right now but I was just like it's the pessimistic mindset of like okay, it's about to be over. And and I struggle for sure with just not living the moment and taking things as they are and then also letting them pass. Like I I think people that struggle with a rife fallacy are also probably very sentimental people. And that's, I would fall in that category. I know Maddie do as well too. Like I have a really hard time like letting something happen and then moving on from it, whether it be good or bad or whatever, because I'm just sentimental. I'm like, oh, but what about that? Like that picture frame I had in my room and I don't know that that doesn't directly relate to a rival fallacy, but I, I no, I, I get yeah, what you mean. I struggle with, I don't know, just letting things happen as they do and enjoying them, and then recognizing like that was its place in my life, and we move on and we take our next step up or we take our next step forward, whatever it may be. And I think we get trapped in. There's a couple phrases that I think show off the arrival fallacy. One being if only dot 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 if i could just have dot 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 when i do this dot 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 there's like these phrases that we hear and when you catch yourself saying something like oh if i just or when i do and i freaking do this all the time when i just get a raise when i move to my new apartment when i don't have to deal with x y and z like i'll be happier i'll be more content and then those things happen and then lo and behold you haven't moved that much and you're not that much more content and I mean sometimes you obviously have big life changes that really make a positive difference but it's it's a tough thing especially witnessing on social media and just in your daily life people in so many different stages of success or just perceived success honestly success looks all different kinds of ways right and it's hard to not be like oh if I only just like had Sophia's car we're sticking with the with the soap theme right or if I only had (laughs) if I had Madeline's salary I'd feel happier and it's just everyone uh, it's everyone is out there for you to see and it's hard sometimes just to exist in your own nature and be content with it oh it definitely is and actually I was thinking about I wasn't even going to bring this into today's episode but I think that it you know it it ties in perfectly from my perspective I heard the other day a quote that I guess is very common that I'd never heard before, and that's that success is a lousy teacher. And it's really interesting because I had never heard of it before, and the person that was talking about it was saying how basically missed goals and missed opportunities are going to teach you a whole lot more than the ones that you accomplish. It's, don't get me wrong. It's really important to accomplish goals. It's really important to set goals for yourself and to gain that trust with yourself, knowing that you have the discipline to follow through with it. Whether that be a salary, knowing that you can be in a successful relationship, knowing that you can bench 200 pounds at the gym. Like, I don't know what your prerogative is, but like, it is completely okay to set goals. It is good to set goals. However, there is kind of this magic in missing goals in the sense that when you set goals, you constantly feel like you're striving for them. And then when you set that goal and you succeed with it, then you're focused on the next goal. 
and then the next goal and then the next goal and it's a constant cycle that keeps us trapped in this arrival fallacy is like if you want to run you know a 10k and you run a 10k and you're like okay that was great but like now I really want to run a half marathon I want to prove to myself that I can do it so you run the half marathon and then at the end of the half marathon it's like yeah that was great but like like I don't know like what if I run a marathon so then you run the marathon then you do that and it's like what if I run an ultra marathon think about that person who wanted to run the 10k yeah think about how proud they would be of you for running the 10k for running the half marathon for running the marathon and so on and so forth there is so much to be said about actually being proud of your success and that's why it's really interesting even from a managing standpoint with employees the worst managers are the ones who don't essentially like praise or recognize success Mm -hmm. and they just say okay well you did this on to the next like that's a very poor managing style and that's been proven time and time again so why do we treat ourselves like that why do we manage our own emotions in that same capacity when you can learn a whole lot about yourself when you miss those goals when you miss those opportunities because what happens when you go to set that marathon or you go to set that 10k goal say and you fall short and you realize like, okay, maybe it's not falling short because you weren't disciplined. Maybe you were doing all the right things and you were getting up every morning and running, sticking to your training plan. But maybe you realize like, oh, my body actually really hates running. You know, I'm super tight. I have hip pain. I'm super anxious all the time because like, I don't like running. It's not for me. I feel like someone's following me, whatever it may be. You realize in that moment that that's not the path that you're supposed to go down. And this isn't to say that like this is only applied to running, but by missing that goal, you learned more about yourself and you were able to pivot in a different direction. Now, yes, you could take that different direction and set a different goal and say, okay, well, since I'm not running the 10K anymore, then I need to learn how to go bench 250 at the gym. You could do that. Or you could say, what is this telling me about myself? How am I learning about myself in this moment by missing this goal? And not missing it in a way of I'm giving up, I'm quitting, but missing it in a way of I'm being told by some other person, by some other being, by whatever it is that you believe in, that this isn't the path that I'm supposed to go down. And that's actually really, really great in terms of living the present. Instead of pushing yourself to get to that goal, but rather saying, okay, I don't, this goal isn't serving me. Why isn't it serving me? And looking inwards to then kind of figure out your next path without it being kind of excited for the next thing. For sure. Even a missed goal is definitely worthwhile. And of course, our accomplished goals were worthwhile as well. But we always, we can beat ourselves up for the ones that we have to pivot on. But I think, I know Maddie, we talked about this forever ago, but didn't you like had a minor and you dropped it? Because you like added this minor that you yep. thought was going to be your thing. Business information analytics. Which sounds yep. disgusting. And shout out to if you can do that. But that, that's literally what my boyfriend does. He's like in grad school for business analytics. And I'm like, that sounds horrific. Like but, coding and data. Oh my gosh, yeah. He's yep. like, I had my coding exam. I was like, have fun with that. But you got, you were like, okay, maybe this is a good path for me. You started your minor. You said, um, never mind. This is not a good path for me. And you pivoted. And that doesn't mean you yep. failed. You tried and it didn't work, but it was still worthwhile because now you have something to cross off your list of things you would never want to do in your life. Right? Yep. Well, and also like, even just like with that, when I graduated, I graduated with a degree in marketing and finance. And so I was applying for jobs in marketing and finance. Y'all, I don't work in marketing or finance, and that's completely okay. Like, you're allowed to pivot your goals, and I guarantee you, like, 
if you talk to any investment banker on Wall Street, like I shouldn't say any, but most of them, I have a couple of friends who went that path and they thought, okay, as soon as I work for Goldman Sachs, then I, that's going to be it. That's I'm making the amount that I want to make as an analyst. Then I'm going to be, you know, having this title. I'm going to be surrounded by super intelligent people. Y'all, they are some of the most miserable people that I know because they don't have time for anything else. They were chasing this title. And that's not to harp on Goldman Sachs. Like, I'm sure they're a great company, but I'm just saying from the experience that I have. Their entry-level roles are people They're bad. Are insane. But what's crazy is that people think, like, you know, like, oh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get to this point, and that's when I've made it. That's when I'm going to be successful. And it's that kind of external validation that you're seeking and by not focusing on the external validation and instead relying on internal validation, like, you know, self-acceptance or contentment or personal growth, you're not going to land in that arrival fallacy time after time. Yeah, that's so true. I actually, I just got this LinkedIn notification on my phone of this guy from my hometown. And let me read you his new job is, oh, oh my gosh, I'm going to have to unlock my phone. But it says that he is a conservation and education specialist at the zoo in our hometown and i just think about it's like he's probably the least stressed person not saying that that doesn't have responsibility but it's like he probably was like should i go the business route and then was like literally screw it i'm gonna go work on conservation at the zoo which is awesome but i'm like when you were talking about goldman Sachs, i got (laughs) ironically a notification about a guy working at a zoo which is like two different sides of you know the business world and i was like he probably you know is a lot happier with his hours and his animals oh, and all yeah. that stuff too but it's it's just um you're you're allowed to change goals i got a public health degree and people always ask me because of my job like oh what degree did you get did you do pr did you do marketing and i well because of my job now i did public health and then i got into social media i got into my like business health classes and I was like wait low-key like the business side of this more than the health and now I work full-time for a marketing agency and people are always kind of like wow really and I'm like yeah you can literally do whatever you want like don't think where you are now is holding you back from where you can be like you can start today with your goal if you got a health degree and you want to do marketing like start today you know find a marketing internship or find something that can get you some credit on there because again sometimes if you already kind of have that inkling of like okay let's you know in my example it's like okay as soon as I'm you know a health professional and get that job I'll be happy like I kind of already got that that little voice in the back of my head before I was applying for health jobs that I was like is this really even what I want to do and then I ultimately listened to that voice and I was like at least right now the answer is no so I kind of pivoted and I think another important thing is like to why a rival fallacy occurs is changing goals because I I just I just want to call out because obviously goals are going to pivot and it's a good thing because you want to change goals to something you be you can be successful at but you don't want to change so often that you're not allowing yourself to see it to fruition even if that's a failure or if it's success something I struggle with on social media is finding that balance of like okay when when do I kind of change an idea you know on social media people do trends or they do series like I, I am a really big culprit of changing series I think too often so you kind of have to find that sweet spot and Maddie I'm interested to hear your take on this because sometimes it's really easy to change something when you're like let's say I post a TikTok I'm like oh that didn't do good like let me just 
delete it and I'm never going to try that again. Like that's not a good example of like when you should really change a goal because for some reason, you know, I believed in the first thing I posted and I was like, oh, maybe I'm going to do a series about, I used to do, you know, table for one and doing things by yourself. And, you know, eventually I'm like, okay, it's not doing that well. So I'm just going to pivot and try something else. And there is a line of like where you really do have to give yourself a little bit of, little bit of love, even if you're not getting it from anyone but yourself little bit of love, give yourself a push to give your goals a fair chance, but understand there does come a point where it's worth a pivot, like Maddie's minor or my career goals and stuff, and um, just be honest with yourself about when you get to that point, and at the same time, be honest when you're not at that point yet, too, because that's how you really gauge what's going to be a, you know, I hate the word failure, but what's going to be like a a no and what's going to be a yes and yeah I, yeah I think and it's hard to pivot sometimes and know when to pivot well it definitely is hard and also I think the arrival fallacy is essentially feeding us false information that something else is going to be better and what makes me know when to pivot versus when to stay um which isn't exactly what you were talking about Emma but like just in terms of like okay when do I make the leap when do I break up with this person when do I change my job when do I pursue this side passion think about it and think about it tangibly and I don't know if this is necessarily the best example but the way I think about it sometimes is almost like chasing a high like you're almost chasing that next best thing and what's crazy is that It's a classic case of keeping up with the Joneses, keeping up with the Kardashians in this case. Like, there's always going to be something that is better. You are never going to get to a place that is, like, as good as you think it's going to be. And that's what the arrival fallacy is. And it's so interesting. Like, trends, they shift. And it's so crazy because if you would have told me three years ago that I was even... This is going to be the most, like, random thing that's ever come out of my mouth in my entire life. If you would have told me three years ago that I was thinking about drinking milk, I would have been like, you are absolutely insane. Like, I've been lactose intolerant my entire life. I don't drink milk. However, I recently came to terms with the fact over the last year or so that a lot of basically non-alternative or non-dairy alternative milks like almond milk or soy milk or oat milk or whatever have all these additives to them that are really disruptive to my gut, to my health, to whatever. Okay. Time that for milk. Maybe, <laughs> yes, that maybe just normal milk would have been better, which is crazy because uh, the my whole point of saying this is that three years ago, my end-all be-all would have been like, okay, if I can cut out dairy completely out of my lake, then I'll be better. Then I will have made it. That's such a small microscopic example. Now I can sit on the other side of it three years later and say, well, wait. What if I what if I change it and what if I actually start drinking dairy again? Then now that is the next best thing. And that's not because that was something personal to me and something where I was like, you know what? Like it's time to set that goal. That's because of a trend. That's because of new information that has surfaced. And the thing about the arrival fallacy is like it's assuming that we are going to know the same amount now that we do when we get to that goal. And that's not the case. When we get to that goal, where there's going to be new information. And you can't beat yourself up over something that you didn't know previously. And to that same point, you can't expect or project into the future what you are going to want with information that you don't know yet. So when I think about the arrival fallacy and when I think about like 
the grass is always greener. It is because when you get to that point, there's going to be new information. There's going to be something else that you want, whether or not you want to admit it now. And it's really important to kind of remind yourself of that because it does help with living in the present, at least for me to think like, you know, I really, it, even just from a standpoint of take a designer bag, like people, and I'm not trying to harp on people's shopping habits, but take a designer bag where people are like, okay, I'm going to spend this much Next money because it's going to be the only, it's going to be the only bag I ever use. And I love it so much. Are you telling me in five years, you're still going to be using that like dusty old Louis Vuitton bag that has a rip in the bottom of it. That was trendy five years ago. No, you're going to be wanting the next best thing. And it's just so interesting because like we do it with everything in our lives. And instead of trying to fight against it and say, okay, well, I need to not focus on goals or I need to not, you know, focus on the trends or whatever, just focus on being present in the moment. And like Emma was saying, like know when to pivot and know when to kind of throw in the flag or tell something that it's a no, but know that that doesn't necessarily need to be a reason to then chase the next best thing. It can just be a no and the no can lie there and you don't have to turn that no into a no but. It can just be a no and that's okay. No big buts. No big buts. Hey Maddie. No no raw milk. Maddie, I have a question. Yes. Got milk? Oh. No. Oh. Where was that? You know Where that did that campaign come from? Because that was everywhere. Where that font? That was. What everywhere. is that font? What is that brand? Does anyone know? What is Got Milk? I don't know. But you know what the opposite of Got Milk is? What? Do you remember the Oatly Super Bowl commercial? I don't. <laughs> it was. Believe this was I probably do. two years ago. It was the worst commercial. I actually analyzed it in my advertising class for being one of the worst Super Bowl commercials of all time. Because it was just the founder of Oatly standing in a field of oats playing the keyboard going, wow, wow, no cow. Unfortunately, was, I don't believe I've had the pleasure, long. the viewing pleasure of that, that I will be looking it up immediately after this episode. It's the opposite of got milk. And if you can expect nothing else from us, you guys, it is that we know how to transition. We know how to do it. <laughs> That is so funny. I, I think, like, the overarching theme here, I this is a very, very, I think, stereotypical quote you could say, but, like, happiness is not the is not the destination, it's the journey. But, like, it really is so true. Yeah. If, you, if your happiness is fixated in a destination, you're going to get there, and then you're going to be unhappy right after. So if you're enjoying the journey along to get there, you know, be proud of yourself when you do reach the destination. But if all of your eggs are in that basket, all of your happiness is at that destination, you're going to get there and you're going to be like, well, damn, like this is everything I worked for. This is everything I wanted. And why does it not feel the way that I expected it to? And it's just hard. Life is, life works that way. And this isn't to, this isn't a well, I don't know what I'm saying. And not be all will oh, fix yeah, it. Not a, not a speech of like, this isn't going to happen if you just do these things. Because it, it is going to happen. But it's great to be mindful about being proud of yourself along the way. Being okay when things have to pivot. And really, really enjoying the journey, the journey as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we hope that you guys enjoyed today's episode. As always, Emma and I are just talking to ourselves. And have all of you guys listening to it because these are all things that we are trying to figure out as we go along um so we hope that you enjoyed today's episode as chaotic and all over the place (laughs) that it was 
Um, what is happening currently? Emma's rubbing black on her face. Oh, I didn't mean to. I was trying to put out, like, I was trying to kind of clip the top of my candle wick, and now all of the candle wick is on <laughs> my hand, and I'm getting it on my face. So, time to shower. Okay. Well, yeah, I think I think with that, it's time to come to a close. So, we hope my that you candle. enjoyed today's episode. Yes, spooky candle. She's a spooky girl. Um, we hope you enjoyed today's episode. Be sure to follow us on Instagram where we have been uber slack, but we'll be together this weekend. So when this episode goes out, there will be a super cute, fun little picture of the two of us together Woo. that no one's ever seen before because we've not taken it yet. So Pending. follow us over on Instagram. It is at Hooga Girls Podcast. So that is Girls Podcast. Oh, boom. And until next time, stay happy, stay healthy, and stay, stay Hooga. Bye. Bye, y'all. Bye.